Welcome to this green church. We're a Christian community on a mission to raise saviors, believers that are righteous and supernatural, to succeed, lead, and have transformational societal impact. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. and Wednesday at 6 p.m. to be a part of this amazing service. Be blessed as you listen. Romans 12, 1 to 2. Romans 12, 1 to 2. Romans 12, 1 to 2. Let's go together. And do not be conformed to this world. Sorry, let's go to verse. Not, not 1 to 2, verse 2 itself. Sorry. Romans 12, Romans 12, 2. All right, verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Hallelujah. So first we read Matthew 4, 4. Okay, that's what I said. Man will not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Romans 12, 2 says, and look from to this world, but what? Transformed by the of your mind, that I may approve what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Okay. It says, don't conform to your world. Don't conform to your culture. Don't conform to your environment. Okay? Be transformed. Let God's word transform you. Hallelujah. Not your culture. Not your environment. Hallelujah. Not your country. Not Lagos. Okay? The word of God. So, there's this story of this circus elephant. The circus elephant. Alright? That it stands in a spot, follow me, tied to a small rope. Though it could easily shake off the rope due to superior strength. But it stands, okay, tied to a small rope. A rope it could shake off. An elephant is big, alright? But because when he was much younger, when he was a baby, it was tied to that rope. And as a child, he tried to yank it off. But it wasn't big enough to do it. He didn't have the strength to do it then. So he tried and tried and got tired of trying and gave up thinking, you know, I can't shake off this rope. So it grew over time and stopped trying, except that now the small rope could keep it down. So now, does it anymore the rope that was keeping it there? What is thinking? All right? It stopped being the rope that was problem. The problem became is thinking. And this is so for many people. It's so for many people. That many people live below their potential. We live below what we have in Christ, what we are in Christ. All right? We can do much more. But many people seem stuck, you know, stuck where they are. Because situations, circumstances, poverty can quickly go from the environment into the mind. Hallelujah. Can quickly go from being, in, you know, being a condition, in a physical condition, to becoming a spiritual or a mental condition. Let's say it again. Poverty quickly goes from being a physical condition into being a spiritual and a mental condition. Meaning, at that point, what would change the man would not be what happens around him anymore. It change as to what we happen inside of him. So that no matter how much money he encounters, he might not get better because he has become poor on his inside. That poverty goes quickly from being a physical condition into being a mental or a spiritual condition. So again, try to change on the outside, okay? When you're not changing on the inside, it will bring frustration. The put an effort. Try to change on the outside. What doesn't change on the inside will lead to frustration, will lead to fertility. Hallelujah. So, if my life will change, my thoughts have to change first. It's why he says, you will only be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If your life will be transformed, something has to change in how you think. Until you have a mental breakthrough, you will not have a physical breakthrough. Change will start within before it is without. 
Hallelujah. It is first within before it is without. We are literally casting down strongholds in the mental and spiritual realm. Strongholds. Strongholds are formed over time. Belief systems here, belief systems there. What you went through here, what you went through there, begins to form in people's thinking a stronghold. And it's almost like warfare, in fact. It's not like it is warfare to cast down strongholds. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right? So bondage, oppression, poverty in the environment goes into the mind. Bondage, all right, oppression, poverty in the environment goes into the mind and begins to dictate behavior. Begins to what? Dictate behavior. Even when the memory changes, poverty in the mind still begins to still continue to dictate behavior. Let me say it again. Poverty, oppression, okay, in the environment quickly goes into the mind and begins to dictate behavior. That even when you change the environment, right, the poverty in the mind, okay, will still dictate the person's behavior and lasting realities. So when things change outside and they don't change inside, they are temporary changes. Hallelujah. When things change outside, and they don't change inside. They are temporary changes. Okay? Because, you know, what goes into the mind, okay, and, and what is the mind is what creates lasting realities. What is in the mind is what creates lasting realities. Hallelujah. Let's say it again. What is in your mind is what will create your lasting realities. Again, true change is first within before it is without. The environment will form a man and, and, and control his life until, you know, a new force is applied, the force of revelation knowledge. Yeah. It is unto you according to the word of God. God's will for you is that it is unto you according to the word. Not according to your country or your parents' circumstances. Where they gave it to you, give it to you. We are to the law or in watching the mirror. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. God's word to you is that your life should be according to the word, not who your father is or who your mother is. Not what you are giving birth to. So your task is to choose God's word over circumstances. That I might be here today, right, physically, but this is not who I am. I'm more than this. I choose God's word. I believe God's word. I'm not stuck here. I will not accept my reality. I won't stay here. I won't give up and hang in here. Okay? I'm, I'm like the, the elephant that is now tied by a small rope because, you know, in his thinking, he has, he has a question to stay, you know, to stay by that small rope. Hallelujah. All right? Your revelation, okay, will change your physical environment to suit it. Revelation, the, the spiritual reality, will change any, any physical reality to suit its equivalent. Revelation that you live by and dwell on will change your environment. God's word in you will change your situation. Does it matter what the situation is? Revelation will change your physical realities to suit your, your spiritual realities. That's why Christ said, man cannot live by bread alone. Meaning, man cannot live by what he sees alone. He must live by the word. If you make the best of life on the earth in Christ, he has to live by the word of God, not what he can see. Life will print to paper, like those, old, those cameras of old, those cameras that films, those old cameras, okay? Life will print to, you know, to paper, to colored skinny, okay? The thoughts on your film. So your thinking pattern is, is, is determining your life. So it better be God's word for your life that forms how you think. 
God can't help you beyond your faith. It is unto you according to your faith. God cannot, hallelujah, God is bound by your faith. He cannot help you beyond your faith. God will not help you create on the outside. What's not, what's not on your inside? He won't work against his laws. Are you getting me? He won't help you create on the outside. What is not yet formed on your inside? He will not help you do on the outside what is not on your inside. Even our salvation is believed in the heart and confessed with words. So it starts with being first. So once the belief in your heart begins to change, your words will begin to change. And your excuses will begin to fade away. Once your beliefs in your heart begin to change, your words will begin to change and your excuses will begin to fade away. And you then realize, okay, I can succeed. There's nothing big enough to stop me from succeeding. All the excuses, all the excuses just, just begin to fade away. I'm in Nigeria. No, I'm a child of God. I am sent. I'm sent. I'm sent. My parents gave, gave me no inheritance. Or the one they gave me, my uncle took it. Okay? I'm a child of God. I am sent. Hallelujah. All right? So it doesn't matter which country you are giving birth to. Some will still rise and succeed in that country. And it's one, it's one of you. It's you that they are talking about. It doesn't matter where they give birth to you. It doesn't matter where you find yourself. People there will still rise and succeed. And you are one of such people. So, decide to allow God's word shape your realities. Side with God over your circumstances. And this is warfare. Siding with God over your issues. Taking God's word over, over your limitations is warfare. Second Corinthians 10, 3 to 5. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 5. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 5. Are we there? Want to go. For though we walk in the flesh, are we together? We do not war according to the flesh. For the what weapons are our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Look at this verse 5. Casting down arguments and every item that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity of the obedience of Christ. So he says, Our real warfare. It's not guns and slaps and bottles. Amen. That our real warfare, okay, is spiritual. Okay? And it says our weapons, our weapons are, you know, they're not mammy. Their minds are not carnal. For tearing down strongholds, for bringing down strongholds. See, it might require time, but they have to come down. They are pulled down. So imagine you're trying to bring down a mountain. Okay? You might rarely be able to bulldoze it once. What do you keep doing? You keep breathing it down. So it means it might take a while, but you keep going. If I will see a change in my life, I must put in the work of changing my thinking. And it is work, and it is war. It says, I'm bringing down strong, cutting down every argument, every item that what, that, that, that's, that begins to compete with God's word in your life. We are bringing it down. Hallelujah. So, you get tempted to think contrary to God's word. You, you, you feel like it will come, those thoughts will come. Things often happen, they're like, okay, I'm rich in Christ, I agree. But, but, for a few years now, we have not made progress. No, sir, I am rich in Christ. No buts, no maybes. I am rich in, I will not allow a but to come in the way. Do you understand? I will not allow what is around me to become what is inside me. I stand, I stand my ground, okay? I will stand my ground. I must refuse it. I must only accept God's word about my prosperity and well-being. Second Corinthians 9. Second Corinthians 9. Second Corinthians 9. Second Corinthians 8 9. Second Corinthians 8 9. Second Corinthians 8 9. Second Corinthians 8 9. Are we there? 
All right, one to go. For you know it with our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. This is God's word for me. I'm not trying to be rich. He has made me rich. The same way he saved me and made me righteous, so also I am rich in Christ. I have to own it. The same way, you know, I, I'm saved, I make mistakes, I, I say, no, I'm saved, I'm righteous, even though I stumbled right, no, but I'm not a stumbler, I'm not a sinner, I am a child of God, I am righteous. The same way also, I must stand on this. Even when I have, you know, only 500 in my account, I am rich in Christ. He has made me rich, and it will show, amen, that where I am now is not where I will always be. Are you getting me? That my dreams are valid. My God gives me the achievable. Those things that I see when I pray, we will do it. And I'll not let what's around to stop me. So a dollar can be one thousand when I don't even care. I'm unstoppable. My dreams are coming to pass. Because, again, God will change the country, He will use the people that you change it. So it means that there, there is still hope for some people in that country. Because those people are the hope of the country. And it's you I'm talking about. Do you understand? So there's nothing big enough to keep you down. There's nothing big enough to keep you down. Nothing. Again, if God be for you, nothing can, no, no government can be against you. Nothing can keep you on the ground. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 9, 9 to 11. 2 Corinthians 9, 9 to 11. We must put God's word at the forefront. You must let God's word about your life shape your thinking. You must make God's word shape your thinking. I'm not stuck. I'm not small. Hallelujah. I keep getting better. I make progress. I increase. I am wealthy. I can pay my bills. My needs are met. I'm not going to grill. Amen. Here, we'll succeed. Want to go? Verse 8. Let's, let's start from verse 8. Verse 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8. Want to go? And God is able to make all grace abound towards you. Towards me, oh. Hallelujah. So that I, always having all sufficiency in all things, I may have an abundance for every good work. As it is written, that is passed abroad, that is given to the poor, righteousness and just look. Look at me, it says, I, this passed abroad, I give to the poor. I guess me, talking about me. Verse 10, now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, so supply and multiply the seed I have sown. And in peace with righteousness. While I am, I am enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. Hallelujah. Again, 2 Corinthians 8 9. Back to 2 Corinthians 8 9. 2 Corinthians 8 9. Back there again. Let's, let's personify it. 2 Corinthians 8 9. Want to go. For I know, again, personalize it. For I know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for my sake he became poor, that I through his poverty might become rich. It's an I thing. That I through his poverty might become rich. So I became rich because of what Christ has done. Hallelujah. Psalm 37. Psalm 37, 25. Psalm 37, 37, 25. Psalm 37, 25. I will choose God's word. I choose God's word. This is my material reality. I choose God's word. I live by the word of God. Full stop. All right? Are we there? Psalm 25. Psalm 37, 25. One to go. I have been young, and now I am old. Yet what? I have not been forsaken, nor descendants begging for bread. See, since I have been young, now I'm old. I've not what? Seen the righteous forsaken, or his seed begging for bread. I'm not born to beg. Hallelujah. I'm not born again to be a pauper. No, 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 no. If God is for me, say, nothing can stand in my way. So I will let God's word shape my expectation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First Moses 6, 17. 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 Are we there? Want to go, command those rich in this present age not to be haughty, not to trust in certain riches, 
Look at this. But in the living God, who does what? Who gives us richly all things to enjoy? So God gives me richly all things to enjoy. This is my reality. So I don't trust in things. I trust in God that gives me all things richly to enjoy. All right? Deuteronomy 8. Deuteronomy 8, 6 to 18. What am I doing? I'm allowing God's word shape my thinking. Because good thinking, good products, a renewed mind will produce a godlike life. A renewed mind will do what? Will produce a godlike mind. I am only transformed by what? Renewing my mind. My, my, my spirit is okay, but the mind is the bridge between my spiritual realities and my physical realities. So I must be transformed by renewing my mind. Are we there? Deuteronomy 8 from 6 to 18. Want to go. Therefore, you shall keep the of, the of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. Verse 7. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills. Look at this. A land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates. A land of olive oil and honey. A land in which you will eat bread without scarcity. A land in which you would lack nothing. A land whose stones are iron and out of whose eels you can dig copper. Then, when you have eaten and are full, hallelujah, then you shall bless the your God for the good land which he has given you. Eleven, beware, not to forget your Lord your God, by keeping his commandments, his judgment, his statutes, which I command to you this day. Yeah. Twelve, lest when you are eaten and are full, and are filled with food, beautiful houses, and do, hallelujah. Twelve again, twelve. Lest when you have eaten and are full, and have what? Beautiful houses, and dwell in them. And when your earth and your flocks multiply, and your silver and your gold are multiplied, and all that you have multiplied, when your earth lifted up, not you, but you get the point. Yeah. Verse 15. Yeah. Go to verse 18, please. Go to verse 18. Verse 18. Verse 18. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may what? Establish his covenant which is what your fathers as it is this day. So this is God's will for you. This is his will, clearly documented. To have enough, to live well. Hallelujah. To be fully supplied, lacking nothing. Hallelujah. To be beautiful houses, not just any house. To be beautiful, beautiful houses and to be able to dwell in them. Peace of mind, all things working for you. This has to be the picture that you are seeing of your future. We have to be careful. Do not allow religion to tell us God doesn't care about these things. Again, good thinking, good products. If you allow the devil to enter your thinking and tell you God doesn't care about these things, you are finished. You are done. You are out. So it's warfare. It's warfare. It's warfare. It's warfare. To so say, I will live the good life in Christ. I will pursue those God-given goals. I will live well. I have an abundance. Are you getting me? It's warfare. It's consistent warfare. Hallelujah. So, in this, also know some minds about money you have to do away with. Some money might have to do away with, okay? Number one, some people say, I need money to make money. I need money to make money. I need money. Do you need money to make money? Do you need money to make money? People sell ideas. People sell ideas. Capital. Is money the only capital we have? Is money the only capital that we have? So you, want, you, are, you, you, have, you have a laptop and you have internet. Do you need money to make money? Once, once you get stuck at this level of any money to make money, you are stuck. You are really stuck because when someone, someone gives you cash, you can't make any progress. And people will not give you cash without you, com without you coming with value. Do you understand? Even to borrow that money, you need value, trust. 
So you must see things beyond cash. If people trust you, you have capital. If you have good ideas and you can sell it, you have capital. You have gadgets that you can use, you have capital. You have a good name, you have capital. You're in a church, you have capital. Do you get my point here? So there's much more to you than cash alone. If you think cash, you are stuck, you are done for. If your future is about how much cash you have, you are finished. Do you get my point here? People right now are investing millions in Africa. It's not cash. Ideas that can communicate, that you can sell. When, when you have ideas and good values, money will come and meet it. People are selling metrics these days. Stories. People are investing millions of dollars on things. But if you came and said, you know, I will not take action, I need money, you are done. It's what you are doing, what you are doing, people come and put their money on. Do you understand? So take action. Look at your life and see your life beyond the cash alone. What do I have? Hallelujah. Number two, money is the root of all evil. Money is the root of all evil. Money is the root of all evil. Is it? No. The love of money. Now, that love there is not saying that you liking money is the problem. It's tell, the idea is that people will put money above God, above godly values. That's the root of all evil. Because, again, in practical terms, we all reasonably have to like money. So this should, this should not liking money. It is liking money, putting money in the, in, the, in the wrong place. That is God first, godly values, and then resources. Money doesn't have any character. Money, money is amoral. Okay? Money is neither good nor bad. It takes character of the person that owns it. It takes what? The character of the man that owns the money. Number three, building wealth is difficult. Building wealth is difficult. Building wealth is difficult. Let me tell you the truth. It's more difficult to be broke. It's more difficult to be broke than to build wealth. It's more difficult to be broke than to build wealth. <laughs> it's a harder life to be broke than to build wealth. You get that. It's, of course, more difficult to be broke than the work it takes to build wealth. So choose your difficulty. And over time, when you become a person of value, money begins to chase you. When you money begins to chase you. It becomes so easy. I'm wondering, okay, what's happening here? It becomes, you get to a point where it becomes very easy. There are people now doing new businesses without their money. Not going to do refineries. Money is not going into it. His money is not going to the money is not going there. Eh. Hallelujah. Okay. All right. So you have to understand this, okay? If you if you chase value, money will chase you. Chasing value, money will chase after you. Amen. Poor people work harder. Hope we know. Say we know that poor people work harder. Do we know this? They work harder. They do the, the, the most difficult physical jobs for the most, for this for the littlest amounts. Someone tells me my right for me. I tell them I charge five hundred dollars per kineko kineko. And you haven't talked about it. But someone works an entire day for four k. Works an entire day of hard labor for 4,000 euros. <laughs> so making money, yes, that is challenges, right? But it's not, it's not as hard as people make it, make, make it look. It's wisdom. Number four, all I need to be rich is one lucky break. I will just blow. This is part of Nigeria's culture and it's terrible. So people wake up every day looking for lucky breaks in ungodly ways. Yeah. The policeman goes to work every day. Not, not to protect you, you are his ozu. Yeah. You are his ozu. There are people in the military there because they 
They are expecting that one day they will jump to raise money. Please, I did not say it online. <laughs> Lucky bricks. Or I'll taxi by saying I'll carry clients one day and I'll leave his money in my, in my car. Yeah, one lucky break. But in real life, it's not lucky breaks. It's going to be different cycles of sowing seeds and harvesting. Yeah, real life with creation is going, is, you know, every cycle of sowing seeds and harvesting, then along the way, you have an you know, exponential increase. It's along the way of your continuous sowing seeds and harvesting. Then you then tip, okay? Hallelujah. Number five, it's not cool for me to have money when people around me don't have money. It sounds very noble, though. But if you think this way, you, you never build wealth. So, you have 500k. Okay? And people around you Everybody comes and says, I, I need 2K, you give. I need 5K, you give. I need 10K, you give. Because to you, it is bad that you have money and poor around you need money. So everybody around you, so you share the money so you have nothing. So you can't invest, you can't build. You must learn how to share the money into what we can do today, what we can do tomorrow. Amen. What we can invest today, what we can spend today. Because if you build more wealth, you can help more people. But if you don't learn to build, you'll be stuck there helping people with 2K, 5K, 2K, 5K. After a while, even you're going to 2K, you might not be there again. So see people, when the parents were younger, they had money. But they were helping the entire village. One day the job not left, they lost the job. And there's no money, there's no money, no, no, no investment, nothing. But who knows this kind of story? But they have, the father was for like, everybody for that Christmas. Everybody. But guess what happens? Once he goes, broke people japa. They stop calling. Stop, stop calling. When you call, ah, my phone is not, it's not available. They don't pick. So, you know that. All right? Number six, rich people are fraudulent. Rich people are fraudulent. And guess what? Because God is faithful. Abi, don't want to be a fraud. Abi, what, what does it do? It doesn't like my personal resources because it doesn't want you to be a fraud as it thinks. Because as much as that's so easy. So if you think that people are fraudulent, you cannot be rich, that doesn't become a fraudulent person. He has to still to be rich because that's what he thinks. Do you understand? Yeah. Someone driving a fine car, you're wondering, he stole the money. That person cannot have money because you have to still to have it. Amen. He said, young lady success. I ah, said, it's a show. You have a problem. You have a big problem. Are we together? There are people in this city, majority of them, making legitimate money. So when you see people have money, don't just go, it's fraud. That's a problem in your thinking. It shows that in your head, you don't think you can prosper without stealing. Hallelujah. Someone is thinking, Pastor. <laughs> Lastly, being rich creates many problems. People say this to feel about the poverty. Now it feels when you say, ah, that rich man, he was sick. Uh, rich man's sickness. Uh, yes, people say this to make, make, make themselves feel good about their poverty. Okay? Now, there's this, there's this movie when we were young, Rich also cried. Rich also cried. Remember that movie? Rich also cried. Rich also cried. Uh -huh. It felt so good that the rich also cry. But they cry in their nice houses. <laughs> they cry in their beds. <laughs> no. uh -huh. Okay. Okay. Amen. Do you understand? Okay? So, even people have problems. They are crying too. Take away all these stupid excuses and we progress in life. All right? Hallelujah. Your thinking 
will create your realities. Okay, going further, inspired ideas will take you over. If you allow God to shape your thinking, it will take you over. It's first by renewing your mind. First things first, renewing your mind with godly thoughts on prosperity. I deserve prosperity. I am God's child. I am his image. I am his likeness. Genesis 1, he told me to have dominion over everything. That nothing not, not should rule over me. I rule over all things. Nothing rules over me. This is God's word for, God's word for me. To be fruitful. To multiply. To have dominion. I must change my thinking. To know that poverty is a cause. I want to tell them in, in Thursday lights. If you live well, this is what you get. If you begin to live in sin, these causes will come after you and put poverty there. So it's a cause. Don't accept it. Don't negotiate it. Don't normalize it. Hallelujah. You know, and in the beginning, God walked six days. He walked six days. Seven, seven days, he rested. Right? Right? Now, man's first day was the Sabbath. So our first day was the rest day. So, meaning that man's work was to begin from rest. Let me explain. Now, that rest day is a day for me and God to have communion, relationship. So, on that rest day, it breathes on me ideas that I work with for the six days. Are you getting me? So, I'm going to come out, come out, you know, every week from inspired thoughts, working from inspiration. Hallelujah. This is how to work. Work, rest doesn't mean I'm, I'm sleeping all day. Rest means, you know, I'm that place of communion with God. Being that place where to download and receive ideas from God. That's rest. Hallelujah. I will together this evening. So, God would have us walk from inspired thinking. I'm not just walking and toiling and laboring without vision. I'm walking from inspired thinking, walking from vision, walking from what God has told me. So, my work every time is creating what I have seen. Hallelujah. I'm creating what I have seen. God put all things in that garden and told Adam, walk, multiply it. So Adam's job was to, was to fellowship with God. And in so doing, begin to think new stuff with which to create new things. The spirit in man, the, word, the breath of the Almighty, gives him understanding. Hallelujah. Inspired ideas will take you over. You know, Again, Jacob and Laban. This story is so good. That's why Jacob ran from his brother. At Bethel, he told God that if you bless me, if you, you know, you will take me there back to my father's house in peace. He said, you know, I will give you a tithe. I will serve you. Okay. And God marked that down. You know, when Jacob, when Jacob had that Laban issue over, over his wages, the angel said, I am the God of Bethel. Are you getting me? That I'm here today because of the oath you swore to me at Bethel. What happened to him? And God gave him inspired ideas that put him over Laban. That <laughs> Jacob traded with his future resources. Saying, God, right now I don't have anything to know. <laughs> but I know you'll do it right. I'll, I'll, I'll be a tighter. So, <laughs> he gave God advanced resources. Do you understand? He traded. Have we guessed tonight? He didn't a trade. Okay? What, what, what did he have yet? How am I going to this? That your giving is connected, connected to your receiving, your ideas. Your sowing is connected to your receiving quality ideas. And if you don't, if you don't have it yet, decide that, God, I will fund kingdom. I will play my part. 
God can give you money in advance of your good behavior. Hallelujah. Do you understand that? That doesn't to prove a point. Just, just want your sincerity of heart. That God, I will serve, I will do my part. Okay, let's take a try. Let's try it out. What happened? The ideas that God gave Jacob put him over. He went over by inspired ideas. What about Peter? Peter with his fish. He had told all night. Labored all night. He caught nothing. But Christ told him, put your nets on one side. That's what, that's what he needed to do. And he, he just gradually did it. He didn't believe. Just grudgingly, mm, let me shall obey you, shall. No, Bible says there that Christ said, let down your nets. Nets. S. Peter let down his nets. Because why? He didn't believe it. He didn't want to do stress. So I put down the nets. Nobody put down the nets. You have to watch the nets again. You have to watch the nets, you know, like Michelle Wala. Just let down one net. That net broke. One inspired idea can take you over. So you have to cultivate hearing God. Hallelujah. So hearing God is your life's work. Time in prayer is your life's work. It's treasured. Time in study is treasured. Time at church is treasured. Because why? You know that you walk from rest. You walk, my dears. I'm God speaking to you. Otherwise, people can toil on it and get nothing. But one word can put you over. So your life's work is this. Lord, what is that word? What are you saying to me for this season? Hallelujah. Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. Cultivate the voice of God over every area of your life. This is how you win. People can talk all night and catch nothing. But it's by the word. It is sure. Isaiah 55. Are we there? I love this chapter so much. I've read it a lot this week. Isaiah 55. Let's all open it. Let's go together. Verse 55, verse 1. Once to go. Ho! Oh, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. You who have no money, come buy and eat. Yes? Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Verse 2. Why do you spend your money for there's no bread? For the, yeah, look, look at this. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul let itself in abundance. Please stop. Listen to me. Listen, eat what is good. That man will live by bread alone. Man will live by the word of God. It says, listen to me and eat what is good. I said, and then your soul shall what? satisfy itself in abundance. That what you eat from me will fill your heart, will fill your life. Hallelujah. We give you an abundance. Verse 3. Incline your ear and come to me. Here. And your soul shall live. And I'll make an advance comment with you. Show message of David. Verse 4. Yeah. And a commander for the people. Verse 5. Surely you shall call him. Ancient you do not know. And what? Would not know you. Shall run to you. Continue. The Lord your God. And Israel. For he has glorified you. Look at this. It says, it says when you come to me. And you eat what is good. My word. You will come who you don't know. They will answer you. Who don't know you run after you. Who don't know you will run after you. Hallelujah. It says if you come. And eat what is good. What men chase will chase you. People chase influence. It says, if you eat my word, but I don't know you, they'll run after you. You call one person, people will tell me the answer. Because people follow the man that has the answer. They follow what? The man that has the answer. And if you have gospel, you have the answer. So people will follow you. And you get my point. If you have gospel, you have what? You will have the answer. People will follow anybody that has the answer. Just your job. Sit. What is God saying? Verse 6. Look at this again. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Verse 7. Seek his ways. Righteous man is taught. Yeah. Yeah. And to our God for abundantly pardon. Now verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. 
nor are your ways my ways, said the Lord. Verse 9, higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than yours. Please pause. See, it's the level of man thinking. It's the level of God thinking. Since my thoughts are not thoughts of man, since my thoughts are superior thoughts, superior quality, superior assurance, superior wisdom, superior power. Says, come, eat my word, download my thoughts. They are superior thoughts. Man's, thoughts will, man's ways will fail, but my thoughts will put you over. Come and eat superior thinking. He says, my ways are not your... Meaning that sometimes God's ways doesn't make sense to a normal man. They don't make sense. They're counterintuitive. Hallelujah. For example, in the in, in, in natural, okay, to, to, to invest, please follow me. What do we do? Keep all our money. We want to grow. We want to grow money. What do you do? Don't tight. How do you give your tight? Are you stupid? Okay? You keep, yes, all your money. But as, what do we do as believers? We give our tithes. First thing was to get back, you know, a return of investment, right? To so natural man, it makes no sense. But the ways of God are higher than man's thoughts. God tells the man, leave your job. He says, God, I earn two million per month. I earn two million per month. God says, I have that plans for you. I have that plans for you. Why are those so business? God, I earn two million naira per month. His ways are not man's ways. Hallelujah. So we now slept in a project water. Water is good now. They made water good. As they went to water, people followed them. People started developing. When there was a bush, someone took his church from Lagos, from Ipada, where there are many people, a crowd, into water, into a bush. The, so when he got there, was like, he was angry with them. Why, why would you bring me here? How dare you bring me here? And God told him, okay, this is the place. God's thoughts are no man's thoughts. Without God's thoughts, you can be stuck. But it's what's put you over. His thoughts will put you over. Now everybody streams there. How do you build a big church in a bush? Is it meant? Church of, then the church of 50,000 capacity. In a bush. What kind of thinking is that? God's ways are not man's ways. His thoughts are not man's thoughts. Hallelujah. See, if you really break through, okay, you need access to superior ideas, superior thoughts, God's thoughts. In fact, if you, if you talk for long, you don't need you don't, you don't, you don't think anymore. You need a word from God. God, I've been stuck for two years. Ah, I need your word. Direction, clarity. Verse 10. Verse 10. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and it not return there, water the earth and make it bring forth and board, then make it to the sower and bread to the eater. Look at this. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. Shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I have sent it. Look, do you see that? It says, the way the dew makes the earth produce, so also my word won't come back to me the same way. It will, it will get the job done. My word will get the job done. Superior thinking from God will get the job done. What is God's word to you? What is this saying to you? What is this saying to you? Are you trying to figure out life by yourself in your thinking? Or will you allow God into your thinking? Again, when we pray for resources, it sends us new thinking, new ideas, new inspiration, new vision. Will you yield to those things or go back to your former thinking? Will you allow God to change how you live your life by changing your thoughts or will you go back to your former thinking? Since our prayers since the beginning of March, I've had some new thinking. And I know that that thinking is not to do last one, okay? It's God chatting me down a new course. Verse 12. For you shall go out with joy. Hiya. And be led forth, led out with peace. Are we together? Let's continue. The mothers and the eels shall break forth into singing before you. And what? 
all the truths of the field will clap their hands. Things will answer to you. Things will answer for you. Things will answer to you. Everywhere you go, things will begin to Because why? You, you come with God's word. See, a king's word is a king. So I come to you. Now, watch, watch those Roman films. I come to the name of um, um, Roman Emperor, Kennecott, Kennecott, first of second of and I give you a seal that he says, what do you do? You allow me. Because it's as though the king is speaking to you. So, if I come with God's word, God came on the scene. So, all things must clap. <laughs> clap for me. Hallelujah. Amen. Superior thoughts. Verse 12. Sorry, 13. Let's continue. Shall come up the cypress tree, and instead of the bar, shall come up the myrtle tree. Alright? And it shall be for the Lord for a name. Hallelujah. Superior thinking. Superior thinking. Superior thinking. Alright? First Corinthians 2. First Corinthians 2. I will learn it tonight. I will learn it tonight. I will learn it tonight. Let's start from verse 9. Again, now, this verse speaks primarily about, you know, the things as in Christ that the Spirit reveals. All right? That's the primary meaning. But also, it tells us that God can put in the minds of his children what eyes have not seen before. It can, it can give you new innovations, new inventions, new ideas to put you over. When God told Jacob to put poplar rods on the floor, no man had done it before. It made no human sense but a superior thinking backed by the power of God. Verse 8, verse 9, verse 9, verse 9. As it is written, eyes have not seen, nor hear heard. Now see what? That is the act of man. That God has prepared for those who love Him. Verse 10. But God has revealed them through His Spirit. Yeah. Searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. The Spirit of God searches all things. Even the deep things of God. And that Spirit of God lives in the believer. So you have access to hidden secrets, hidden inventions. Hallelujah. Hidden things that will put you over. This is your life's work. God. I'm open to your words. Always open. Amen. Okay. Verse 11. For what man, not the things of a man, said the spirit of the man, which is a name. Even so, things of God, said the spirit of God. Verse 12. Yeah. But the spirit is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. That's in these things also we speak, not in what which man's wisdom teaches. Yeah, compare spiritual things with spiritual. Fourteen. Yeah, for they are what foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually designed. See, no, no said earlier that God's thoughts are usually they can be counterintuitive. Meaning that they can be counter normal reasoning. Meaning that is spiritually discerned. Otherwise, you just say it doesn't make, just, doesn't make sense. Just throw it off. Because his ways are not, are not caught by normal, regular men. Why? They, are count, they can be very counterintuitive. So that is spiritually discerned. So when you have a thought in your heart, check it out. Where is this thought coming from? You are discerning. You have an idea in your head. Where is this coming from? You are discerning. Sometimes you just throw us away, we throw ideas away, thinking, uh, 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 discard it. No, they are spiritually discerned. You check it out. You pray over it. Hallelujah. Are we together this night? Verse 15. But he who is spiritual judges all things higher, yet he himself is rightly judged by. Look at this. He who is spiritual, you and I, we can judge all things. Hallelujah. We can judge all things. We can make sound decisions, quality choices. We can judge all things. Hallelujah. Verse 16. For who has known one of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. I have access to the thoughts of God. I have access to divine thoughts. I have access to divine thoughts. Hallelujah. John 1. 
John 1. John 1, 14. Inspired thoughts. You know, Solomon got from God wisdom. And people came from far and wide to come and hear Solomon. To come and hear him speak. To come and see the environment. He says, it was so excellent. Now, the woman from Sheva came and said, see, I've heard about you. What I saw is more than what they said. It's much more than what they said. People, people came to pay him to see his excellence. You get People brought money to see his wealth. You understand? They brought money to see his wealth, to hear him talk, to see his palace. Do you get Why? Superior thinking. Since from the palace maids to everybody, excellence. Different from whatever, whatever I saw before in their, in their time. It was just different. It was sparkling. It was noble. Superior thinking. Superior thinking. Superior thinking. John 1.14. Are we there? Hold on. Okay, one to go. And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst. We can stop there. The word, the unseen, superior thinking, superior thoughts, will become material and dwell amongst you. Is what I'm saying. That what you see in God's word, what it speaks to you, will one day become what you can touch, what you can see, what you can undo. God's word for you will one day become material. Are you getting me? If I lay hold of it, of it, if I choose to stay on God's word, if I choose to pin my ears to his word, the word will become flesh. So, he has told me I will prosper. It's my right to prosper. He has told me what to do. How to go about it. One day, that word will become flesh. But till then, I will not stop. Hallelujah. I will put myself down. I will allow small thinking. I will not give up. I will not quit. I know that one day, the word will become flesh. So till then, what do I do? I chew that what God told me. And you get him tonight. I chew that word. I feast on it. I go by that word over and over and over and over again. When that one becomes flesh, my, my spirit, <laughs> I will keep it in it. Until it becomes strong, and I become full of that word. Hallelujah. If God tells me I will build estates, what will I do? I will go and look for pictures online of estates that are beautiful. I will keep seeing them every day. Put, put them on my desktop. On my phone. I will keep looking at it. Do you hear my point here? I'm chewing that word. I'm meditating on that word. I'm chewing it. I'm chewing on that promise. Holding it strong. Amen. Are you getting me? Don't forget, your life will print to real life. What is in your thinking? What's your meditation? What do I do? I'll feed on that promise. I'll feed on that promise. Say, God, I, God, I need a car. Eh, for the car picture. I'll be feeding on it. Hallelujah. The word will become flesh. When God gives you a promise, what do you do? You're true. You're true. You're true on it. You speak it from your mouth. And you take action. Alright? Now, you prayerfully break down, you know, those big goals, those big vision, into small goals you can, you can pursue. Are we together? You break down those big vision. He told you you build a multi-billion business. Fantastic, I like that. Okay, it gives you the idea. Awesome, what do you do? Start from where you are. Hallelujah. What do you do? After, after, after the first 100K, the first 1 million, the first 5, the first 10. You know my point here? You are building gradually with a goal in mind. When you get 100K, woo! You are going to billions, glory to Jesus. 100K has come. Yes, celebrate it with a dance, with your tights. Amen. <laughs> Go for the next one. The next milestone. The next milestone. Not, not people do. People kill themselves trying to go after big dreams in a, on, on a hole. 
He told you to be the multi-billionaire business. You want to, you want to be the multi-billionaire. No, no, break it down. Into small goals you can chase. That will not break you and kill you. Do you understand? Do the idea. Do the app. Take action. Start from something small you can work on and build from there. Turn those big visions into small goals. So do you have enough energy? Start something. Or at least begin to think about it. What should I, what should I be doing next? Not, ah, when I have 20 million, I'll start. You, you will not start. You may never start. What should I be doing now? After I begin to get on my way there. Take action. Take action. In 1 Corinthians 14, shows us a link between superior thinking and our prayers. A link. Wow, time has gone this much. <laughs> I'm almost done. A link with the superior thinking and praying in tongues. It says, the man that prays in unknown tongues speaks not to men, but unto God. But in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. What are mysteries? Divinely inspired thoughts. Divinely inspired thoughts. Now, my, my verse 13 says, to 15, says the one that prays in the tongue should pray that he may also interpret. Meaning that what he prays in tongues can become what, 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 is, what, is, what is meaningful in his mind. Hallelujah. He says, I will pray in words. I will pray in tongues. I will pray in words. I will sing in tongues. I will sing in words. Meaning that what I pray in tongues can become meaningful words in my mind. Many times, it won't come right when you're praying. It comes sometimes weeks after, days after, hours after. That you need to have some new kind of thinking. What you've prayed in the spirit becomes meaningful stuff in your mind. So, the man that prays in tongues should expect quality thinking in his thoughts. And when those thoughts come, it will lay hold of them. Don't just think, just, just, I'm just thinking. No, you're not just thinking. Check. Go over those thoughts again. Pray about them. Are you getting me? Are you getting me? If you pray in tongues, you speak not to men, but unto God and in the spirit, you are speaking divinely inspired stuff. Come be on our feet this night. Lord, I have enhanced capacity for spiritual, for, for spiritual thoughts. I have enhanced capacity for superior thoughts. I have enhanced capacity for superior thoughts. Bring to pray it out in tongues. I have enhanced capacity for superior thoughts. I have enhanced capacity for superior thoughts. Enhanced capacity to pick the thoughts of God, to pick God-inspired ideas. I have enhanced capacity to pick the thoughts of God for every issue. I have enhanced capacity to pick superior thoughts. My eyes, they see. My ears, they hear. My heart, no stuff. Superior thoughts. Superior thoughts. In my dreams, superior ideas. When I pray, when I see superior thoughts, ideas that will shape my future, that will solve problems, ideas that put me over my place of work. Through me, you solve problems. Everywhere I go, by superior thinking, I'm a problem solver. Where mere men fear to tread, by superior thoughts, I go there and I succeed. We have mere men give up. By superior thinking, I go up. Access to superior thoughts. Hey. Access to superior thoughts. Superior thinking. Superior ideas. That will put me over my industry. I did come to play small. I am head and not tail. I am head by God-inspired ideas. I will pray this evening. I go over by superior thoughts. 
Thank you, Father. Father, tonight, we begin a fresh journey of superior thinking by your word. That we learn to renew our minds, all right, by your word. So that we are transformed in the name of Jesus. We learn to pay attention to your word. To fellowship with you so we can hear, we can see, we can know. Superior thoughts that will take us over in the name of Jesus. That we are wise in these things to know that time in prayer and study and fellowship with God in church and all that is time to download superior ideas in the name of Jesus. That from today, we walk in new eyes of inspiration in the name of Jesus. We walk in new, new, new levels, of, levels of inspiration in the name of Jesus. When we sleep, we'll see stuff, solutions to problems in the name of Jesus. In our thinking, superior ideas, in the name of Jesus, you just know what to do. You just pick up those ideas easily in the name of Jesus. From now, when you pray, you download groundbreaking ideas in the name of Jesus. Your prayer life has become ideas, period, in the name of Jesus, so that we may well. Your prayer life has become a season of ideal generation in the name of Jesus. When you talk to God, you will download back ideas in the name of Jesus. Like we have to draw a link between prayer and your success practically in the name of Jesus. From now henceforth, no more being stuck, no more stagnancy. You move forward by superior ideas from God in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. So no more failure, no more struggles, no more, no, no, no more stagnancy, no more limitation. You have gone over by superior thoughts. You have gone over by superior thoughts. You have gone over by superior thoughts in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you this evening. Jesus, let me have prayed. We hope you were blessed by that sermon. Cheers to growth and global impact. Feel free to contact us via our social media platform at This Green Church and do join us every Sunday by 9am and Wednesday by 6pm to be a part of our family. Remember, you are that Savior. You are light and life to your world. <laughs>